Welcome to the NABC Guardians of the Game podcast, where we go inside what makes a coach a coach. The NABC Guardians of the Game podcast is a production of the National Association of Basketball Coaches and Learfield. Now, here's your host, Coach Gary Waters. Today we're joined on the podcast by IUP Coach Joe Lombardi. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Gary, it's great to be here. I, I appreciate uh, the invitation and, and a chance to share some thoughts with the other coaches out there. Very good. Very good. We usually start the podcast off with uh, a phrase. And the phrase says, when you hear the phrase guardian of the game, what does it mean to you? Well, what it means to me, Gary, is uh, that you have to re respect the game. Uh, the game's been very good to me as a coach over the years. I've been very blessed by it. Uh, my, my one son's an assistant at Moorhead State. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit of the family business. And, uh, and, and I just think, uh, you know, in, in the world in general, okay, we all lend ourselves to some selfishness. And uh, so it, it, our focus too often becomes just about us and, and just about our careers and, and our, our livelihood. And, and uh, I think it's important that, uh, you know, that, that we realize that we're, we're just, we're blessed by being in it, first of all. So we, we have to be a, a part of the bigger picture and, and guard this game and, and try to keep it at a, a level where there's great integrity in it and, and there's great uh, opportunity for a lot of different people. Very good. Very good. Our protection is so, so important. Before we get into the questions I have to ask you, let me, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself before you became the, the head coach at IUP? Uh, my background started off with uh, at Ohio as a graduate assistant with Danny Nee. Um, went on to be at Nebraska, and then uh, Fran Frischilla, who's uh, you know one of the better talking heads out there right now, and uh, <laughs> and and Billy Hahn, who had a, a a good college coaching career. Okay, and I'm sure you know all those. So I got a great education that first year in coaching. Okay, in a lot of different ways, and um, right. Uh, went on to be at St. Francis and St. Bonaventure uh, uh, with Jim Barron for 14 years with him in those two different places and then LaSalle for a couple of years. And then I, I was at, with Jamie Dixon his first three years of Pitt. And uh, we won a Big East regular season championship, played in the, the Big East championship game in the Garden. So just some wonderful experiences at, at that level, which um, which I'm very grateful for. And then I came I, – Years ago, in, in the mid '80s, I was assistant here at IUP and found my wife here. She was a student. Okay, I was just a couple of years out of college, so I didn't really. It's not <laughs> like I robbed the cradle. Okay, <laughs> but um, then we went on. Uh, so I knew it was a great community, a great town, and, and a job that's built to win. And we all, those of us who've been in business, know that some jobs are built to win, and some jobs are kind of built to lose. Okay. <laughs> and um, so it was good to find one. St. Francis, St. Bonaventure were tough jobs. This is this is this jobs. I don't want to say it's an easy job, but it's 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 easier than a lot of other jobs in the, in the conference. So sometimes the job makes you a good coach uh, rather than you making the job good. All right, and uh, you know works vice versa. And and so um, you know that that's kind of a little bit of my background. And and uh, you know I I feel very fortunate to. To coach basketball, people have said, you know, you want to go Division One and opportunities, and I've, I've turned down different things. Uh, and, you know, I, I like this level. Um, 
Gary, we get a lot of time off in the summertime. It's not the recruiting <laughs> night in and night out. It's not the grind. So I get to coach right, basketball. Right. And the biggest reason to go to Division One would be money and ego. And um, I'm, I'm not really chasing either one of those two right now. So I get to coach basketball for eight months out of the year and uh, um, work hard at it. And then there's four months in there where I get to sharpen up my golf game a little bit and, and do some other things. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but it's not the recruiting grind. It's so all-encompassing at the higher levels. That's very good. Let me tell you something. You know, I had, I think I got about nine questions here and you, you took off six of them. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm That's okay. sorry for that. No, no, you did a great job. I, you know, one of the questions I had was uh, that was dealing with your, uh, all the coaches that you were connected to and how they helped you and were mentors to you. You, you answered that. Now, did, what, what is the main thing you learned from them? Well, you know what? I I picked up different things all along the way. Um, uh, with Danny Nee, it was it was uh, I got learning firsthand. You know, like this is a business, okay? You know, um, he was he was kind of hard first year in coaching, and and I, I kind of sometimes I feel bad when I'm hard on my young guys, but then I say, you know what? They got to figure out whether they want to be in it or not, okay? Because <laughs> it looks good on the outside, it looks sexy, okay? But but it, it's not all that, okay? You got you got to be on game, and you got to put in the hours and take care of business. So I, I guess I learned that from him. Jim Barron at a high level of competitiveness, okay? He just he 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 could get his guys to almost will some games to win, okay? And I, I learned that that's a big part of coaching too, on top of the talent. All right, um, you know Billy Hahn had a, uh, worked for him in LaSalle for a couple of years. He just had a zest, enthusiasm. Every day was a great day to be alive, and and just that energy that you you got to bring to a job, and you got to try to sustain it. It's, it, it becomes a long season. Um, right, he was wonderful right. at doing that, and and then Jamie Dixon was just tremendous as far as organization and understanding and and details and, and game planning and things like that. So. Um, you know, so every, every, everybody, it's not so much like an X and O thing, but it's just, it's just character traits that you, you inherit from other people and, and you assimilate into your own things. I tell my own players, Gary, that, you know, I don't want you to be like somebody else. Okay. You're your own identity, but if there's something you admire about another player on the team, try to adopt that into your own stuff. You admire his leadership. If you admire his hard work, if you admire his kindness, his love for his, his teammates, oh, try to be that guy, try to incorporate into yourself. Don't, you don't have to change, but, but uh, adopt those things. Well, I tell you, Joe, what you said, I love what you just said. And that's, uh, that's tremendous because you in this game, you, you need to take everything you can from it, you know, and, and you did that and uh, at each level. And that's pretty, that's tremendous. Uh, you know, uh, you you were you, you had had a stint as an assistant in the eighties at uh, IUP. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, I was and here for three years. For three years, and now it's twenty years later. Okay, <laughs> tell me what made you think about coming back to that school? Was it, what did you envision coming back to your to that school? Well, my wife's from Indiana, PA. Okay. So we, we, we had often spent a lot of time, uh, you know, we were familiar with the area. Okay. And, um, you know, as, as, as my kids got older, it became more of a family decision at first. Okay. I'm at Pitt and it's, it's a 24, seven, 365 job. Okay. You're, 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 you're just absolutely married to the job. Okay. And, um, my kids were starting to get older and, and I kind of felt like, Time with them was slipping away, and and I really didn't have my control of my own life. Okay, and not that Coach Dixon was hard to work for, but that's just that's just the demands of of being an assistant at a high level, and um, yeah. 
you know, uh, my wife never complained about anything except Christmas Day when you had to go in and practice at one o'clock, okay? Because you had a game two days later. You know the you know the routine, right. okay? Yeah. Um, and uh, it, there's a lot of sacrifice to be made. I didn't want to sacrifice my family anymore, okay? That's what it came down to. Um, blessed with uh, three three uh, young kids at the time, and and I, I kind of felt like. Uh, they were growing up before I had a chance to uh, make an impact or be involved in their life on a more consistent basis. So uh, that was part of it. Um, and then when IUP opened up and they pursued me, it was like, uh, you know what? A really good Division II job is much, much better than a bad Division I job. Okay. So um, it doesn't sound as good to some people. Matter of fact, Jeff Goodman at the time said, Joe, he said, uh, you know, you'll go there, you'll have some success. And then you'll get a division one job. I said, Jeff, I said, that might be the plans for the world. Okay. That might be how the world sees it, but that's not my goal or ambition. Okay. I, I, that's my goal. Or ambition is not to um, turn this parlay, this into uh, something bigger and better I, I, I'm going to find my happiness with my feet are on the ground there. And uh, I'm going to try to build a, a good program and enjoy coaching basketball. Well, you know, I hope many of the younger coaches out there today hear what you're talking about because we get so caught up into the game that we want to move forward at any cost. And what ends up happening is, we, you know, we our life is not as secure and, and enjoyable as you want it to be. You know, I, I don't know if you have, I don't know if you uh, received this, but I, uh, I wrote a book called 10 Principles of a Character Coach. Yeah. And it's about your character. And and what you're talking about are character things, and I and I really love what you're saying. Now you've had uh, I don't know how many assistants you have have, but I know you have had some. And with them, I know you're you're in a teaching mode. How did you help them? That's a great question. That's a great question. I I, I hope I I help them by um, in some ways being demanding on them. Okay, um, to to always strive to be. Uh, to go a little extra to, to get things done. Um, I hope I in, impress them that, you know what, you, we can do a really good job, but we don't have to be here. Practice is over. You know, we go home. All right. We don't have to be here. Sweat. You got to get your job done. You got to recruit, but you do it on you. You can do stuff on your own time. And, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to control your total life. Um, and, and, and Gary, we have a, a program that's, um, I like to think that, uh, you know, our core values are, are faith centered. Okay, and uh, with gratitude and humility, and um, and uh, are, are two of the key foundation pillars that we we talk about. And um, I just like to think uh, I, I I got them to realize that uh, our number one goal every year is to love and serve the players, and their job is to love and serve each other. Okay, so um, oh, you know these are character traits that, that I hope that they carry they've carried over to their their other jobs. I've had a number of guys that are head coaches right now, and and uh, and. And and deep down, I, I know that uh, maybe that's that that light that hopefully I shine some light on them, okay, and that um, they're shining that same light forward to the to the young men that they interact with uh, as players or as assistant coaches in their in their programs. Well, you know that's tremendous. We're gonna we're gonna continue to talk about that even after this because that's real good stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, one question I had to ask you that I thought. You know, now you've asked, answered so many things, it's hard to bring this question to you. But uh, <laughs> oh, in, yeah. in your first season, you won six games. Okay. Now, I mean, three years, years later, you're in the national championship game. How did that happen so quickly? And uh, and how, 
what did you have to do to make that transpire into that kind of level? Well, um, first of all, I had a really good assistance uh, uh, helping me out in the process. We, we were on uh, like NCA sanctions when I took over the program. Okay, so the whole mindset was uh, let's uh, you know let's build for the future. So we, we we brought in a couple partial qualifiers. Okay, we started some freshmen. We brought in partial qualifiers. So the program was in a it, it was almost a blessing not to try to win right away, but to try to build it from scratch, okay, where the expectations were low. Right, um, right. And that first year, I found out that um, I'm not, and this is no, this is no knock on, on the guys that were there playing, okay, but, but um, I'm not a very good coach when I don't have real good players. <laughs> As an assistant, sometimes you think you can win with anybody's players, okay? Oh, you got all the answers. I'll run this and I'll do this and I'll do that. And and uh nah, they they don't they that's all that's that old saying, okay. A donkey never won the Kentucky Derby, okay? I don't care who the rider was. All right. And so that that humbled me the first year, which 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 gave me greater which the blessing was it gave me greater perspective. So we grew, we developed those kids, we we added uh we added a transfer from Boston College. Uh, you know, the 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 national player of the year um ended up being a, a fifth year in his fifth year as a as a prop 48 at the time, okay, a partial qualifier. Um, and we added two transfers. So it was a combination of uh of uh you know, kids coming in as freshmen and other uh, plugging a few things in there and and um you know and but, but and, don't let me cut you off here, Joe, just a second. Go ahead. But that's like our. That's like what we're going through today with, with the portal and uh, yeah. the NILs. I mean, you're right. You were well, doing it before. Well, a little bit, a little bit true because uh, up until a few years ago, in the um, Division Two, you could transfer from like Boston College, and we had another kid from UMBC. You could transfer in and not have to sit a year, so that made it a little bit attractive to some young men that uh, right. didn't feel like sitting out a year. So there, that we've lost that little bit of that advantage right now, competitive advantage against say some lower division one schools. But um, yeah, it's a little, it was a little bit like that, but I was really, um, but most of it was uh, freshmen and, 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 and building on, on young people. And um, it was never an ambitious of mine. Like I got to have a quick fix. I got to prove that I can do this right away. All right. I, I, I had a feeling that I was going to be in here for the, uh, that I wanted to be here for the long haul. So um you know, we've had over the last 10, 11 years, we've had, uh, I think, eight or nine All-Americans and and they've all been high school kids. So it really hasn't been done. Um, you know, that first year was a little bit of an exception because of the void that was in the program. Um, but then uh, we, we built a lot of it uh, through within. And now on our team, we have uh, we have two transfers. Our two seniors are, are both transfers. OK, but then the, the next the other two starters or three starters or 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 kids that came in as freshmen. Very good. Very good. That's outstanding. I mean, tell you, you know, building those programs are difficult. And what you explain, all the things you had to do to get you to this point. But now you you've been number one most of the year. Okay. Now talk to me. Uh how did your players feel about that? How do how do your coaches feel about that? Now they're not the hunter, they are the hunted every single game. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know how to explain this. First of all, all the glory goes to God, okay, for any any accomplishment and achievement, okay, that he that right. uh, very good coming from him. Excellent. Okay. I, I want to first share that all that 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 uh, to the to our creator. He um um 
we've won a lot of games over the last couple of years, Gary. We went to the Final Four last year, went 33-3, and uh, didn't play the COVID year. The year before that, we went 28-2. and So um, right now, we got some kids on the team that have gone 86-6, and okay? Oh, um, yeah. So they're used to success, but um, sometimes some success can stunt your development and growth, okay? Because yeah, yeah. Um, you don't you just human nature pulls you down. Okay. In any walk of life in any way. All right. And if you don't fight human nature, if you don't find the stimuli to, to get past human nature, you're going to get, you're not going to practice as hard. You're not going to work as hard. Um, you're not going to respect the other team as much. Okay. Um, those are all that happens with every team. That's just not my team. Okay. So um, th those are the challenges that you have to have that, that you end up having, especially when it's not like we came out of nowhere and the guys lost last year and now they're just grateful to win. They, they, you know, sometimes you can feel like you're the chosen ones. And um, so uh, they, how I want to say, um, I got great kids, but sometimes they're not as coachable when they win a lot. Okay. <laughs> you bet teams that are going on winning streaks, all of a sudden, you know, like you, you feel like you got, they got earplugs in. All right. They got, they got to yeah. figure it out. Um, so uh, last week we, uh, you know, last, last Monday, uh, we, we lost to Mercyhurst. They were top 25 team. We went on the road and lost to Mercyhurst. And, um, and I think over the past uh, six, seven days, we've actually, uh, you know, our, our team's grown in some ways. Okay. The other thing that uh, human nature pulls you to is, is ego and, and uh, a little bit of, we're all uh, by nature, selfish people. Okay. And you, you don't, and, and it's not like really bad, but there, there's, there's, there's chances there to start thinking, okay, we're going to win. How about me? Maybe I can get a little more of this pie. We know we get yeah. the pie delivered. Okay. The pie is automatically there. All right. Maybe right. my slice can be a little bit bigger. Okay. Right. And, right. And I don't care what business you're in, what walk of life you're in, that, 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 that's, that happens. That that's, you can expect that that is, that's guaranteed to happen. Okay. Now the question <laughs> is, do you fight it off? Do you, do you, um, you know, do you, do you have people around you that are going to help you grow in a sense that, you know what, I, I have to keep surrendering myself to, to the, to the common good. I'm, I have a chance to be something bigger than myself right here. Okay. That myself will never be individually. Okay. And, um, right, right. And, and, and try to create value and see value in that. So they can follow that, follow that process. Well, that's why you and I are always a part of a team game, because when you get caught up in that individual game, a lot of things go wrong. You and I both know that. Sure. Last question for you. You know, I've been all the things that you're doing at the school you're at. I'm asking you, uh, what makes Division Two basketball so unique? Uh, I, I think there's a lot of schools in the locale. OK, I think that it builds for rivalries. OK, we 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 play in the West Division of the Peace Act. There's 18 teams in our conference. Nine are located in uh, western Pennsylvania. OK, um, and, uh, you know, you, you go an hour and a half to a game, you come back two hours to a game, you come back, your fans can travel to some of the games. Um, and I, I, I think that's, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's 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 healthy from that standpoint. Um, Create rivalries. You know, when I was at Pitt, I always used to shake my head. We had the, the the women's lacrosse team getting on a flight, going down to North Carolina, Charlotte or something, you know, UNC Charlotte to play. And I'm saying, can't we find some local rivalries for these? You know, I understand why they got to do it for football and, and major college basketball. But I think they cheat these 
the students and it was missed class times and it was wasted expenses by not being able to play in leagues and play more local games and, and uh, right. uh, against the competition. But uh, I don't want to get on that soapbox right now. That's 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 for another day. But <laughs> that's, that's the uniqueness of Division Two. The uniqueness of Division Two is all these guys do have aspirations to play after college or most of them do. Okay. But, um, I don't, I don't think, uh, they're looking at it like, uh, they're going to be able to retire. Okay. So there's a right. little bit of a, uh, um, how, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a, uh, a humbleness to it. There's a little bit of a, uh, uh, I think the joy and the love of playing the game. Sometimes at the higher levels, it becomes so much of a business. My, my first thing when I got here was the first meeting we had at Pitt as an AD he talked about, he talked about uh, community service. Okay. And we have to, the first thing he mentions, we have to promote the brand. Okay. Oh, to me, right. that was corporate America. We got to promote the brand. First and foremost, <laughs> it's about the brand. Right. IUP community service is to promote the growth and the well, is, is to promote the growth of the student athlete. Okay. With the, to grow their hearts. Okay. And then also to right. really help the community. Now, I don't want to say a pit, they didn't have that in mind. But it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't mentioned first, so I'm thinking it's not the first priority. Yeah, it wasn't at the forefront. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's, there's a there's a simplicity and a and a um, a, a little bit of a pureness um, at this level, um, you know, and 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 hopefully that's uh, that allows me to coach these young men um, without worrying about the next job or keeping this job. Okay, I'm in, I'm in a, a a wonderful position and. To, uh, be able to do that where I can I can make some I can make decisions and live up to character where at the highest level sometimes you can yeah. there's a lot of room for compromise <laughs> we understand we understand well coach thanks for being with us on the NABC podcast and uh and I want to let you know what you're doing is outstanding continue doing it and there's a lot of people out there, meaning players, that can use what you're bringing to the table. And that's very, very important because oftentimes we get so caught up, as you indicated earlier, in ourselves and things of that magnitude. And with that, you know, we lose sight of who's, who should be first in our life and what should we do and how should we do it. And, and you're doing a fabulous job doing that.